0: Hey everybody, it's Tony. Um, As you may tell by the sound of my voice, uh, I'm a little bit sick. Uh, It's not COVID, um, just a really bad cold. And the episode this week is going to be a Patreon episode uh, of Bizarre Singles. Um, I just didn't really think you guys would want to hear me (laughs) sounding like this and uh, have to edit out coughs constantly. So anyway... I'll be back next week of a regular episode. Here's a Patreon episode of Bizarre Singles. Thanks, guys. Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great song. But I also love those strange songs that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Singles. Singles. Welcome to Rap Timber. That's right, it's Rap Timber on Patreon. Every episode of Bizarre Singles this month is going to be on some sort of celebrity rap that was released. And uh, right off the bat, I'm going to be talking about one that was never officially released, though. But uh, this one is just too bizarre not to cover. So let's get in to Rap Timber. I don't think I need to get into a long backstory of who Brian Wilson is. If you're somehow not aware, I'd suggest turning this off and then doing some listening and learning. Obviously an incredibly talented guy, but with plenty of demons. And at the time of this recording, he's 78 years old. The guy is undoubtedly a musical genius. But even geniuses can take an odd step here and there. One of the biggest missteps for Brian Wilson happened in 1990. At that time, Brian Wilson was under the care of the controversial Dr. Eugene Landy. Landy had started working with Wilson first in 1975. He was hired by Brian Wilson's first wife, Marilyn Rutherford Wilson. Brian said he only went along with the program so that he wouldn't be sent to a mental hospital. Landy had Brian under 24-hour care. Not only that, but Landy was sticking his nose into business with the Beach Boys. When the Beach Boys' 15 Big Ones album became their most successful record in years, Landy tried taking credit for that, saying it was he and Brian that did it. Landy then tried to double his fee and was fired by the end of 1976. However, in 1982, Brian was once again put in Landy's care after overdosing on a combination of alcohol and several different drugs. Here's a clip from a piece on Landy and Brian Wilson on primetime in 1991. Brian Wilson is a perfect example of the fact that in my field, I'm an artist. This man says he's the reason Brian Wilson functions today at all. His highly unorthodox therapy, a kind of boot camp, 24-hour supervision, diet control, exercise. He forced Wilson to confront the agony of his childhood. Memories of a hectoring, abusive father. He beat the hell out of me. All the time. He hurt me deeply. Did Dr. Landy save your life? Absolutely. Yes, he did. But success had a price, an astronomical price. The bills came in. $50,000 for vitamins. $25,000 for Landy's out-of-pocket expenses for four days in Hawaii. At one point, Landy's fees and extra charges were running well over $1 million a year. In 1986, while looking at Cadillacs at a dealership, Brian Wilson met his future wife and manager, Melinda Ledbetter. Six months later, Ledbetter reported Landy to California's attorney general, who said nothing could be done without the cooperation of the Wilson family. Ledbetter said that the family was fed up with Wilson, not knowing how to help him. She also said that three years into their relationship, Landy had ordered Brian to cut all ties with her. A lot of this was documented in the 2015 film Love and Mercy. You can't just do whatever you want, Brian. I got different stuff inside me. I gotta get it out. And you should know Brian has a very sick man. If you should ever leave me The well, still go on, me Sing what's in your soul. You need to find a way to get back to yourself. In 1988, Brian Wilson had made his first solo album, simply called Brian Wilson. It was not just his solo debut, but it was the first record he'd written and produced since The Beach Boys' "Love You" in 1977. And once again, Eugene Landy was there, collaborating with Brian. Even Landy's wife, Alexandra Morgan, received writing credits on several songs. Co-producer Russ Teitelman hated Landy's role in the album's creation. He called him disruptive and anti-creative. Those writing credits for Landy and his wife, plus Landy's executive producer credit, were removed from the album's 2000 reissue. But even with all the interference, some reviewers called the record Pet Sounds 88. It was voted one of NME's best albums of 1988. So in 1990, it was time for a follow-up album. Landy was still micromanaging Brian Wilson's life and had become his main collaborator. This new album would initially be called Brian, but later changed to Sweet Insanity. But that record never actually came out. Five of its songs would be re-recorded several years later and released on Brian's Getting In Over My Head album in 2004. Sweet Insanity exists only as a promotional cassette that was put out in 1991. That was manufactured for Brains and Genius, which was the production company that Wilson and Landy had started together. The record featured several guests like Bob Dylan, Jeff Lynn, even Weird Al Yankovic. But the song that people talk about, and the song that I'm going to focus on today, is Smart Girls. And let me remind you, this is Rap Timber. So yeah, Smart Girls is a Brian Wilson rap. Supposedly this song was recorded at the insistence of Landy. And it was another example of Landy and his wife receiving songwriting credits along with Brian. Wikipedia describes the song as the following. The song is a hip-hop pastiche containing numerous Beach Boys samples, self-quotations, and autobiographical allusions. Its lyrical content encompasses Wilson's infatuation with intelligent women, as he illustrates that his old Beach Boys songs only showed a superficial appreciation of women. In a 2015 interview with the Las Vegas Journal, Brian was asked about Smart Girls, saying, quote, Yeah, we were just having a good time. Yeah, it was fun. We were just kidding. End quote. In that same interview, he spoke of the entire Sweet Insanity album as well, saying, quote, Sweet Insanity was never really released. You've got bootlegs, but it was never released. And I thought some of the stuff was pretty good. It wasn't the best album I ever wrote. We just didn't think it was good enough. They were just like demos. We recorded about 10 to 12 songs, and we decided not to put it out because we thought maybe people wouldn't like it. So we junked it. And of course. In the 2010 book, The Advanced Genius Theory... Are they out of their minds or ahead of their time? Author Jason Hartley said of Smart Girls, quote, what is important was that Wilson was embracing rap when so many older rockers thought that rap wasn't real music. As ridiculous as Smart Girls may seem to you today, at the very least, Brian Wilson was on the right side of history. And that's about it. I don't really have any other info on this one. Only bootlegs exist, as I said, but you can find the entire song on YouTube if you want to hear it. Uh, and then, as always, I'll say thanks to all you patrons. You guys are the best. Um, I will see you on Patreon next week for more of Rap Timber. And then I'll see you in the main feed on Tuesday for Lancelot Link and the Evolution Revolution. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums.